Hi guys, I'm Dana Hanbeli, and this is something to consider. Today I'm going a bit off script as I want to spend some time introducing you to me, my journey to better understand where I'm coming from as I start to share my experiences. Context and circumstance are two important factors when evaluating anything. And while the conversations I want to have are centered around different points of view, understanding context of where those considerations stem from will hopefully add another layer of depth to this content. When I was thinking of a title for the podcast, I wanted it to resonate with listeners and viewers the way meeting people who are different from me usually resonates with me. I grew up between Kuwait and the States and went to seven different schools throughout my life. My university experience was the first time I was in one place for more than two consecutive years. So you can imagine how much adaptability and adjustment were part of my skill set at a very early age. But I'm also addicted to planning. I like the feeling of having some sort of sense of control at how stages of my life unfold. I'm a dreamer. I get excited about the future and spend a lot of time thinking about how to get to a particular destination. Now, the interesting part of that is that absolutely nothing that I had quote unquote planned for ended up happening in my life. My experiences and my path were the result of an ongoing series of surprises or pivots that were not within my control. In fact, at the time all these pivots were happening, I would complain and get frustrated and question why things aren't going the way I had planned, especially when my ironclad plan was so perfect and well examined from every angle and every potential obstacle was accounted for. I remember Steve Jobs once said, "You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards." So you have to trust that the dots will connect somehow in the future. And I guess that's what I'm trying to do now. During my reflective period of life, I spent some time looking backwards. And I got to say, while life may not have turned out how I expected or planned, for the woman I am today, it's definitely better. Better than I had intended, expected, planned for on all levels. So let's take a step back. Like I said, seven different schools between the States and Kuwait. Fast forward to senior year of high school, I'm at the top of my class. Summa cum laude student, finished my credits early and had the option to graduate early from high school in Kuwait and start college in the States on scholarship from my dream design school. I was on top of the world. I ended up opting to stay in Kuwait the last semester of high school and I ended up graduating uh, with my senior class. This meant I had to defer my college acceptance a semester, and what that ended up doing was it opened my eyes to options of universities within the region. The American University of Beirut quickly became my first choice as it was an option closer to home in one of the best cities in the world. Fast forward to the summer before graduation and the war of 2006 in Lebanon broke out. Life takes me to my third choice of university in a city I had never heard of up until that point, and I officially enrolled at the American University of Sharjah. Spoiler alert. This decision that I hadn't planned for didn't that didn't factor into my vision and came as a result of very real disruptions that happened in life will later be labeled in my story, my life story as one of the best decisions I've ever made. I look back on my time at AUS as some of the most transformative years of my life. Specifically for these three reasons. For the first time I was interacting with a predominantly Arab or Middle Eastern community that was broad and diverse in background, life experience, religion and tradition. And although we all came from different cultures within the region, we shared similar values when it came to belief systems, how we were raised by our parents of the same generation, and more importantly language. 
My Arabic got better as a result of those four years. And while I don't necessarily speak with one consistent dialect in Arabic, the breadth of my expression got bigger because of what I was surrounded by and exposed to in those four years. Second, I was introduced to what it was like to be part of a predominantly Islamic community. Now, obviously, I did grow up Muslim in a household and country of Muslims, but my exposure to Islamic practices was limited to how it was taught, shared, or frankly imposed on me. Like, I used to make it a point to get kicked out of religion class in school. That's how much I did not enjoy learning about it in that very structured, enforced practice. I didn't enjoy it. My religion was, con was a constant in my life, especially when I lived abroad. I was always exposed to other religions, particularly Christian and Jewish communities. But being a Muslim was my safety net and what I associated with belonging. I could be anywhere in the world and could be around people that believed in different things, but Islam was always me and I was always Muslim. But being in a city like Sharjah among so many Muslims and outside of the constraints of how it was being fed to me opened my eyes to what Islam truly is and how that can be expressed. And this was huge for me. This topic in itself is huge. I do want to eventually get into it. It deserves more of a deep dive, but truly it was an eye-opening experience. Third, I was in a safe little bubble physically on campus, but I also had a front row seat to seeing firsthand how the Middle East, more specifically the GCC, even more specifically the UAE, was going to completely change the game when it came to what it meant to be from the region, economically, artistically, visually, spiritually. It was the beginning of the renaissance that you see in the entire region today when it came to our evolution and redefinition as a culture. If you grew up like I did, this kind of excitement and progress and development was always associated with the West. And rightly so. There's so much that we were that we learned from the West, um, so much that we've been influenced uh, by. But to see that being brought home and redefined on our terms. Yeah, that was exciting. It took the whole yes, we can mindset to another level of yes, we will. And now it's yes, we did. And the ripple effect of that renaissance is so evident in what we see in the region in other countries today. And I'm, I'm just so proud of that. I feel lucky that I got to see that firsthand. So back to the story. I'm at AUS. I'm an interior architecture major. My foundation's year, it's my foundation's year. And by the end of freshman year, I find out that I didn't actually make it into the interior architecture batch of students that were going to move on to the second year, which for me was, I needed a moment, you know, remember I'm Miss Dana, Miss Summa Cum Laude. I was about to graduate early from high school and, you know, a year into college, my grades couldn't get me into the sophomore class of interior architecture. This was a really, really difficult pill to swallow. So I was given two choices. One, I'd either go into design school, which meant switching my major to visual communication, which is more of a major that focused on graphic design principles, printmaking, photography, illustration, and that would mean that I would continue on to my sophomore year, or I would finish all my prerequisite credits and redo my foundations year and try again for interior architecture next year, which would actually push my graduation date a year, a year back. I ended up choosing to shift my major to Viscom. I ended up absolutely loving the major and the principles I was learning. 
design through digital graphics, art, management systems, printmaking, illustration, photography, introduced me to a whole new language of expression that I didn't have access to before. The beauty of studying an art-centric or scientific major is that the principles you learn can actually be applied to anything. For me, it was this education and form of expression that became my USP when I entered the business world. An understanding of how the business world works from a design perspective gave me great insight into brand building. Halfway through my third year, I started to feel like this wasn't how I wanted to spend my life. You know, a lot of the work that we were doing began to feel like it was always behind a computer and it was always centered around creating graphic identities. I wanted more. I liked being on my feet. I liked presenting. I liked talking to people. Uh, I liked the critical analysis part of design. I spoke to a professor of mine and he suggested interning in a non-branding company. So being the avid overachiever I am, I did that a year before going into my senior year, except instead of one internship, I did two. So within a span of three months over the summer, I interned at a multinational advertising agency. Uh, I actually traveled to Lebanon to do it. And I interned at a broadcast uh, media company that was based here in Dubai. It was a great experience. And the reason it was great is because I left with the realization of exactly what I did not want to do which was such a good lesson. Learning what you don't want to do is just as valuable, if not more, than figuring out what it is that you do want to do. And that for me was a golden nugget of a takeaway. So second semester of senior year, I decided I wanted to try something else. Keep in mind, I was still in school. So I worked out a way where I would be in classes. I had my studio classes, which were four hours long. I would do that two days a week. And then three days a week, I took a part-time job uh, in Media City for a period of six months, uh, second semester of my senior year. The salary was 500 dirhams, which I took with the biggest smile on my face. 500 dirhams is like uh, 40 KD. Uh, so about a hundred dollars. And this is what I was paid on a monthly basis for six months. And really what it was for was to compensate for gas money from, you know, going from Sharjah to, to Dubai. That being said, I loved it. I loved being around creatives, but I also took notice of another group of people who kept getting invited to pitch meetings, uh, pitch meetings that were focused on new business. And there was something really interesting about these people. I, did, I wasn't quite sure what they did, but it felt like that was kind of where I wanted to be. And they were the strategists. I wanted to get in on it no matter how. I, I needed to figure out how with my skill set, I could figure out a way to, to participate in whatever it is that they were doing. The executive creative director at the time was part of a new business pitch team. And I was his 20 year old designer sitting in the corner, collecting images for mood boards. I was literally the least significant part of his day. Another lesson, the most exciting opportunities sit with the people who underestimate you the most. And I wish I could repeat this to everyone. People underestimating you is an opportunity in disguise. It is an opportunity for you to get in places that you wouldn't get to if they really felt like you would be, you, you would do anything. So I heard this meeting was for new business in Kuwait. Of course, my hometown. Perfect. I have an inn. And that was how I sold it. I went to him and I told him that. I followed him around all day asking, how do I get in on the meeting? He obviously ignored me and completely shrugged me off. But I was relentless in my interest and in my pursuit. He eventually turned to me and said, 
you can get into the meeting, but you need to go make me a cup of coffee. And there were people already in the office that he could have very easily asked to make him a cup of coffee. But this was very clearly a, a power play move. He was challenging me. So I stopped and I looked at this man who was twice my size in the eye and paused for a second. I was very clear in that moment what my response should be. And I said it. Do you want milk with that? Surprised by my response, he completely laughed it off and walked away. And with the biggest smile on my face, I walked into that meeting room, his coffee in hand, ready to sit in on the meeting. And I will never forget that meeting. Not only was I listening intently, I was taking notes and eager to participate in any way possible. At this point, I didn't have much background on the topic at hand, but I was always good at asking questions. My rule of thumb in any place that I'm in is that my presence will never be passive. And this was really something that I applied in, even in school, even in university. So while I didn't have the experience to provide insights for this project, I asked all the right questions. I was engaged, I stepped up, and I listened. I really, really took in everything about this experience. The way that people sat, the way everyone interacted with each other, the intuitive pauses, and the terms that were being set by the business prospect in the room. While I was doing all this listening, there was actually someone else in the room that was watching me. I came to find out after that meeting that it was the CEO of the company that I was working in who was with us and I didn't realize, I, I had no idea I was sitting at the same table with the CEO. Keep in mind, again, I am the youngest person in the room. I have zero experience and this is a business, uh, this is a business prospecting meeting. I can't believe I didn't realize it. And... As a result of that experience, he had decided that I was going to fly with him and my executive creative director at the time to Kuwait to pitch for this business in person. So again, had I not been in the room, that wouldn't have happened because he had no idea who I was. Had I not agreed to, to get my then boss that cup of coffee and make it myself, I never would have been able to make it to that room. Uh, had I not been the observant person that I am in that studio, I wouldn't even have noticed the strategist. I would have stayed with the creatives, done my job, stayed within the confines and the parameters of my brief, because that in itself was already a privilege. Why should I question that? Why should I ask for more? But I didn't. Anyways, moral of the story, coffee opens all doors in life. Okay, no, I'm, I'm kidding. That's not the moral, obviously. But it's that you can't plan opportunity. You can't plan luck. But it is on you to work towards putting yourself in the right place at the right time. It is on you, Yadana, to figure out how to navigate worlds that you don't understand or fit into. It is on you to decide how it can potentially work for you. That in itself is opportunity. The circumstances, the time, the place, those things I can have input in. And sometimes opportunity just follows. This CEO actually ended up becoming someone I looked up to a lot. I learned so much from him and credit him for so much of my drive within the industry because I used to just watch him as this example. He was so, he was a force, a complete force. He actually ended up hiring me five or six years later to run his new business for the agency. And I became the new business director across the entire MENA region. So the story ends well. And it was through him that I was introduced to some of the most senior network of business and communications leaders within the multinational agency space. Looking back on those five or six years, 
before he ended up hiring me, so much happened. Um, I started a full-time job one month after college and literally haven't stopped working since. But there is one piece of advice or I don't want to say advice. It's an insight that he shared with me on that flight from Dubai to Kuwait for that pitch. He shared it. He was reading a newspaper and I'll never forget it. He said, Dana, it's a crazy business. Take your time before deciding what you want to do, because once you're in, it's a rat race. You will not be able to get out. You just won't. And at 20, I heard this advice and did what any ambitious 20-year-old would do from an adult who would tell them this. I ignored it completely. 14 years later, after the never-ending sprint that became my daily life, after complete burnout, I look back and say, wow, what a profound piece of wisdom. But again, it's one of those things that you only appreciate after going through whatever it is that you go through, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the journey has been hell. Actually, it's been the absolute opposite. I have loved every minute uh, of what my career has brought me. The ups, the downs. I love working in corporate environments. They taught me everything that I know. They were my education, honestly. Uh, being an employee, being a manager, hiring people, starting a business, building relationships, winning awards, traveling all over the world. All of those experiences have, have, have become a part of who I am today. There are so many things that happened in between that we haven't even begun to get into. The person I am today, the woman I have become, is a direct result of all of those moments combined without leaving out one single one even the bad, especially the hard. I am so damn proud of myself. And I say that with such conviction because it took me so long to be able to say that out loud. I am so proud of myself. The intention behind sharing this part of my story was to make sense of my life today by looking backwards. The adolescence that consisted of living between two continents for the majority of it that I resented so much growing up became my superpower as an adult when it came to adaptability, flexibility, building relationships, rolling with the punches, and living literally anywhere amongst any group of people, no matter how different they were. Being educated in the region helped me reconnect to my roots and provided me with a sense of belonging that I really yearned for. And while I wouldn't necessarily say I associate the UAE or any specific country as my forever home, I have to say that it embraced me as an Arab in more ways than one. It gave me every reason to want to become an advocate and contributor to the movement towards progress, even if it's in my own very, very small way. And I'm just so proud to be here. I'm proud to be back here. My entrepreneurial nature of not sticking to one thing and not letting anything from my upbringing, background, university degree, social standing, anything dictate what I was capable of is the exact reason I'm actively on the lookout for opportunity. It is that nature that I credit my success to. Because while I may not be able to create luck or create opportunity, I do believe that I can create circumstances that work in my favor and open the door to opportunity. And the beauty is what those opportunities looks like changes depending on the timing of my life. So I'll definitely keep you posted on how the next chapter is evolving as we go. If you made it to the end of this episode, I'd like to go ahead and thank you for the privilege of your time. 
this is a platform that I'm still in the process of growing. So all of your support is helpful, whether it's a like, a follow, a subscribe, uh, all of these little things actually do actively help me grow and get better at this. And of course, I'm always open to feedback. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me, share your thoughts on the content, give me questions. Uh, I would love to hear what actually resonated with you. And if you have any questions or points that I can potentially address in the future, please let me know. In the meantime, I hope you find something to consider.